0: This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod here, the WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, uh, how's everybody doing today? So I want to apologize. I normally do these type of podcasts on Mondays, but this past Monday, I could not do it. Um. Let me explain what happened. Um, one of my closest friends from work, uh, she signed up with the Navy this past February, and she wanted to spend time before we leave. And if you guys know, we—if you guys wondering, what the hell did we just do before she get to the Navy? Well, simple. We ate some Mexican food because once you enter the military, you're not gonna have those fine luxury foods anywhere in the world. While you're in the military. So basically this was like her last hoorah. And then we went to the, uh, this pier nearby my house. That way we can have our last time together. But that's what happened. So I'm really happy for her. And I'm glad that I got to spend time with her before she leaves. So and I couldn't do the podcast either this past Tuesday. Due to the fact that um, I was working. I did a 12 hour shift. Which is a pain in the ass. But I did release a, v- a video this morning regarding of what happened uh that but today this is a very interesting topics, which is we got to get to it so let's talk about the first one as you know last week on dynamite tony khan announced the purchase of ring of honor now this is exciting news i know people have been talking about ring of honor for quite some time some people talk about what's going to be mean for this because a lot of questions were being put out over this now as you all remember ring of honor had their last pay-per-view last year for final battle and basically all wrestlers who were under the contract with ring of honor uh were no longer by since the end of 2021 and now they're taking uh bookings starting this year and all this and that but according to what the information we got about ring of honor is that They were planning to take a restart until Super Card of Honor, which is their version of WrestleMania. And people are saying that there's been a lot of plans. Like they say, they want to just hire wrestlers to book. This is like the similar concept with GCW. Like GCW don't have contract wrestlers. They just book the wrestlers who come through the doors. And I understand that was the whole point of what they were trying to do. So, People already speculating. Oh, it's already dead. You know, there's no way that um, how do I say this? That Ring of Honor is gonna come back. But he, there was people saying that Ring of Honor was being sold. There were those saying that uh, WWE were in talks about that. Uh, there was no confirmation. Uh, there were those are saying that Impact uh, that uh, AEW has been looking about that but finally when it came to light that tony khan bought ring of honor it was like very exciting news um i think many people are now questioning what are the plans they're saying that this could be like their version of uh development you know kind of like nxt um i don't think so but uh i but they said they will give them a show of their own now this is something that's pretty cool because let's talk about ring of honor for those who don't know uh those who never seen Ring of Honor, you're probably saying, why they're not on TV? Well, simple, they were been, they were owned by the Sinclair Broadcasting Network. Only certain regions in the country were able to see it. You know, like um, like uh, Maryland, um, South Carolina, Florida, anywhere. But I think now that uh, that uh, Tony Khan purchased this, we could definitely see this on TNT or TBS. Or maybe a network that maybe uh, the Warner Media owns, and I think that fits in perfectly for fans who want to see Ring of Honor. Um, there's been talks about who, who could be involved in this. Uh, amongst them is from what I'm hearing, is Brian Danielson. If you guys remember, he was part of the first show, and I think it makes a perfect fit. So I'm kind of excited for Ring of Honor. I'm excited for what they can do. And I'm sure they could use this for something else for many fans that could enjoy. You know, many people probably talk about it. Now, there are those are saying what's going to happen to the wrestlers who were released. I mean, we don't know yet. It's still unclear whether the recent released wrestlers who were contracted by Ring of Honor will come back. That is still an open question. So once I find if I find out anything more about it, then everybody will get the full uh, the four one one on that one and so hope everybody's excited i'm sh- but we are expecting the super card of honor in april which i'm excited to see and hopefully we all have a great time watching that so let's move on to the next topic boy this saturday this past sunday guys aew F- revolution was awesome you know i enjoyed every match i mean the match with Jericho and Eddie Kingston that was good. It shows like how Kingston tries to prove that he's not a nobody. That he spent his entire life try to get to the top, but he had a challenge against Jericho, and of course Jericho did stated that he was gonna shake his hands if he beats him, which he did. You know, using a- another technique that could help. And what I find's interesting about this match is they both use Japanese style wrestling. These guys have been. Familiarized with every Japanese wrestler. One time, Eddie Kingston wore the all green style color of Matsuhiro Misawa. And Jericho has been with many wrestlers and work with many legends in Japan. And I thought it was pretty good the way he presented it. But however, it was Kingston to put up a submission move, a very interesting one that force Jericho to tap out. So I'm happy with that. Then, of course, we had um, matches like the. Um, uh, let's see, we had the, the the three-way tag team title match between Red Dragon and, and the Bucks. Uh, as you all know, this type of match, I had a feeling it could happen. Because keep in mind, the Bucks have been considered the best tag team in the world. I feel like sooner or later, this is going to explode. Now, you probably ask me, J-Rod, how can you be sure? It's not about being sure. You look at these two tag teams. These guys have been rivals in the past and i think that's what plays out pretty well. I think that kind of shows us that the bucks and red dragon cannot get along as long as adam cole is not thinking straight. But we all expecting kenny to come back, we could see a war between kenny and the bucks as the elite versus adam cole and the red dragon. And i think we could see like the so-called version of the elite versus the undisputed era. Now let's talk about the face of the Revolution ladder match. I have to say, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Not to mention Orange Cassidy trying to be creative. But I think, the, to me, I was a bit biased who was going to win. Because here's the thing. I could, I can picture um, Warlow, Keith Lee, and Orange Cassidy. But I have to say, having Warlow win it makes more sense. Because many fans are now saying he's better off away from MJF. And I think that's pretty much what we want to see him away from njf be his own man and i think that's what we expected so i'm glad that warlow won and he will be facing the tnt champion but the question does remain when will that happen so we'll get to that at some other point now taking a break throughout these matches um tony Schiavone took the mic has announced a brand new signee and that brand new signee is someone you all know um Shane Swerve Strickland, or as we knew him in WWE as Isaiah Swerve Scott, or in Lucha Underground as Killshot. He just made his appearance signing a contract with AEW. There was talk that uh, they had their sights set on him, and, and he's a fantastic wrestler, guys. I love what he, this guy do. He's amazing, and that's what makes him so good. I can't wait to see what he's going to bring into the table into aw because one thing we can't agree on is we find it it's a load of bullshit how this whole thing with him and hit row were released at this almost around the same time first it was b fab and then all of a sudden we see the all the remaining three members uh swerve adonis and top dollar they were all released and i think it was a load of crap that okay you guys brought them in the main roster now they released but I can't wait to see what he's going to do. I can't wait what he, uh, what matches he'll have and all this and that. Next match is the TBS title between Tay- Ty Conti and Jade Cargill. Now, I know some of you are saying, did you see the the infamous kiss? I'm like, yeah, I saw that. But also what struck me is Paige Van Zanten was paying more attention to this match. Now, my initial thought is, what if she challenged Jade Cargill for the the TBS title. That is something that kind of gets into my head. It would be a possibility, but the match was pretty good. However, it was like, there was some moments if you guys know this, Conti tried to do that whole thing with Sammy Guevara like, I'm crazy. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty darn good, and I really liked that, but Jay put the Jaded onto Tay Conti to retain the title. So now the question remains, who will be the TBS champion now I like I said I'm going to assume that Paige Van Zandt will probably make a play for the belt and of course uh, they're going to criticize Jade for being this and that that's how I see with Paige Van Zandt now our next match is the Doc Collar match we have MJF versus CM Punk I have to say CM Punk went back to his old ways with the Ring of Honor um, wrestling entrance that one that AFI did I don't remember what's the name Man, that was great to see that version of Punk. I never seen him at all. I never seen that version of Punk ever. And I thought it was pretty good. But I think the biggest moment was Wardlow, that he really screwed MJF. We we all saw he was coming out trying to give MJF the ring. He forgot the ring. But all of a sudden, he pulls it out right in front of Punk and gave it to him. Well, left it right in the middle of the ring, right in front of the ring. And he used that. And I'm like, wow. Does this mean that Warlow is in fact stepping out? And I was like, it looks like it because he probably had enough. So I'm like, wow. What an amazing match on that. Now our next match is the AEW World Women's Championship between Thunder Rose and Britt Baker. Now, at first I was disappointed with the idea of Britt Baker retaining the title. But as you all know, there's a brand-new championship title that was presented. It's almost a similar to the AEW World, uh, Ch- uh, World Championship. And, of course, Rebel and Hater appeared, but recently it was revealed that um, there's going to be an elimination match between later match between Thunder Rosa and J- and uh, Layla Jade. No, Layla Hirsch, or whoever wins, will be challenging Britt Baker for the title in San Antonio. If you guys know this or not, San Antonio is, of course, where... Um, Thunder Rosa lives. Originally, she's from Tijuana, Mexico, right across from where I live. I live in San Diego, so you, if you guys know your geographic, that's a good thing. So I think they're gonna. We could see uh, Thunder Rosa win that title right there, and of course, Brett Baker may have. N- will probably go on a tailspin but she can't believe that everything has fallen apart. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, Course, we got the interesting match Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Man, that match was a freaking slobber knocker, as Jim Ross would say. I cannot believe how everything went down. John Moxley was bleeding, so was Daniel- Brian Danielson. But Moxley treated this more like this was his white whale. If you guys know this, John Moxley has never beaten Brian Danielson. That was the whole point, saying that he would team up with them unless he has this match. And it kind of tells that story that. John Moxley had lost against Danielson four times, and now he wants to pursue it. But he was able to pursue that match that he wanted and beat Brian Danielson. But Danielson did not take that lightly. So all hell broke loose. Security tried to separate them, but the biggest surprise was someone who is familiarized with both these guys, and that is of course William Regal. He shows up. Cannot believe what he's seen. He comes out. He's bitch slaps. Both men and head-butted John Moxley trying to say, I taught you guys better than that. Shake hands. So I think many questions does remain. Is he going to play the the role as the mentor? And just found out today that he is going to be an active wrestler. I'm like, whoa. But I did look up his age. He's 53. I'd have to say, okay, maybe he's still got enough in the tank. But we'll see how that goes. So I'm happy that this is kind of telling a good story. And I'm can't wait to see where they're going to go. Now, our next match is a very interesting match, a Tornado six-man tag team match. We have Andrade El Idolo, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allin. This match was a mayhem in itself. Like, basically, you have um, members of the AHFO um the butcher and the Blade and Mark Quinn show up to give him the helping hand. And, of course, it did not work. Sting actually jumped off the freaking balcony, jumped off this area. to hit Andrade with the t- uh, through a tables. And Sammy did a Spanish fly on Isaiah Cassidy right off this part of the stage onto tables. I thought that was nuts. But it was Darby Allen with the coffin drop that allowed him to win the match. And I thought, wow, this is going to be good. However... The story goes, how this is going to play out for Andrade, well, he probably is not going to be a happy camper with this whole mess. So I'm sure we're going to see him getting some um, changes coming up. And I think we can agree that the name AHFO is going to be removed. So we'll see about that. Now, our main event we have, of course, is the AEW – world championship between adam cole and hangman page now keep in mind many fans have speculated this match was going to happen because adam cole has been but the real question does remain isn't it too early for him to be a champion i have to say yes but i think it could could, uh, circle back at any given time with the whole thing you know i mean he could lose the match now but have it restored somewhere else and someone else can just um you know try to get his title shot. I mean, there's others that we can see, and I'm very excited to see that, so uh, hopefully everything will be the same, but what I did like is Red Dragon showed up, try to give the helping hand, and then, of course, Dark Order helped. I thought it was good, and Adam, uh, Hangman Adam Page uh, retained the title when he did the buckshot Larry, and the boom right in front of Cole, allowing himself to retain the title. So, what did I thought about the Revolution? I give it a 10. I think this is one of the most amazing matches I've ever, events I've ever seen. I can't wait to see what, how they're gonna top this with double or nothing. I'm sure it's gonna be hell of a crazy pay per view during that time. So I think that's pretty much it for that. So let's move on to much interesting topic. Now this is coming from the um, Japanese side. We got Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to one of their big events, Grand Princess 2022. That's gonna take place on the 13th. Uh, no the 19th of March, so we're not that far off. So basically I'm very excited with the matches that they announced now here are the matches that um, has been announced for this particular event. Uh, let me pull it up here. Ah, here we are. First match we had the debut of Ju- um, Jurai Nagano who is in fact a um, how to say a kara- uh, a trained karate expert. so basically she has joined. Tokyoshi Pro and she'll be teaming with um, Moka Miyamoto. Now Moka she is one of the new, younger girls who's been training. Uh, she's a capable wrestler but their opponent is is Zuzumi and Arisu Indu, who have been teaming up from time to time. So I can't wait to see how um, Judai Nagano will do in her debut match and I'm very excited for this. Second match we have Tokyo she Pro Wrestling versus Gambari Pro. Uh, the women involved in this particular um, event. For the t- uh, Tokyo she Pro, we got Nao Kikudo, Mahiro Kiru, um, Haruna Neko, and Kaya uh, Toribani, taking on the Gambari Pro members. Yuna Namaze, if you guys know this, Yuna Mazane used to be the was a member of the Tokyo she Pro and also an instructor there, taking on moika haruya harukaze and yuri this is going to be an interesting now these women have never been in tokyoshi pro but um they're mostly freelancers from other promotions except for yuna who's been with tokyoshi pro until she went freelance uh that's pretty much it and i can't wait to see how this now we're going to see an intergender now our next match is intergender uh, match we have Uh, uh, Shajiro Tagagi taking on Hyper Masao. I am like, oh, this is going to be good. The resident superhero taking on the guy who runs the entire show. So I'm excited for that. So if you guys know this, Hyper Masao always stops the match and does a little promo until uh, Shajiro Tagagi just comes out. I'm excited for this. Our next match is Yuki Kamifuku versus Asuka. Or as we knew her in AEW, uh, the women, the, the Japanese bracket of the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator, uh, Venny. They're going to be facing off. Now, this is something weird for me. Now, these two women have teamed up in the past. Asuka has been one of the m- most pop rising star popular wrestlers in the independent scene. Has been various promotions from Seedling, Oz Academy. Um re, uh the YWZ Choco Pro everywhere. Yuki Kamifuko, she is one of those wrestlers that you know I always enjoy watching because she is tall as hell. But I can't wait to, for that see how this one p- plays out. Now this is an interesting match. We got Nadoka Temna and Yuki Anio, who are also known as the Bakuratsu sisters sisters. They will be facing off each other. I'm like, whoa, this is going to be interesting. Now, uh, Nodoka Temna, if you may or may not have been aware of, she is, in fact, going to be retiring from pro wrestling. Now, uh, for those who are trying to understand why she's retiring, well, she had her time. It was, uh, She said that she has plans to be involved in farming. Everybody knows this, that she loves to eat. She loves to eat a lot of food, and she loves uh, farming, and that's what I. now she's facing off against her own sister. Well, not blood-related, but more of you guys meaning against Yuki. I can't wait to see this plays out. Now, our next match, we have the so-called Neo, Bish- uh, Neo Bishiki Goon, consistent of Sakisama, May St. Michelle, Martha, and y- uh, Yukio St. Laurent taking on Morika Kobashi, Raku, Juku, and Ran- uh, Kaicho. Now, I don't know what's the significance of this story, but I can't wait to see how this is going to go. Next match is a special singles match. We got Hikaru Shida of AEW taking on Hikari Noah. I'm, like, excited for this. Hikari Noah has been one of the most rising stars in Tokyo Pro ever since she won the International Princess title, but... I can't wait to see this one. It's going to be one hell of a match. Now, our next, ma- our next three matches are championship matches. Our first one is the International Princess title with champion Maki Ito taking on the somewhat newcomer, new, new girl on, in the block, Yuki Arai. Now, these two girls have fought before. This was because Maki Ito, if you guys know her history, she used to be an idol. Yuki Arai also was an idol, but in their first encounter, she lost. Um, to Maki and now this is going to be an interesting matchup now she's coming after Maki for the title so the real question remains will Yuki win it or lose the match I'm excited to see now our next match is the princess tag team titles with the champions Yuka Sakasaki and Mizuki also known as the magical sugar rabbits taking on the winners of this tag tournament Um, Daydream or Akichumo uh, Rika Tatsu, the White Dragon, and Miyu Wananabe. Now, this is not the first time these two have chased these titles before. She they won these titles a couple uh, uh, a couple years ago against Neobishi Kengo. I'm excited for this. This is going to be a very interesting test because Miyu Wananabe is a rising star, and I can't wait to see where they're gonna go. Now, our main event is the Princess of Princess Championship between. Miyu Yamashita and Shoko Nakajima. This is going to be a good one. I can't wait for it. Uh, These two women um, are amazing. So, let's see how this one goes. So, now, the last thing I'm going to talk about. Recently, there's been talk about a brand new championship coming for MLW. And this one, they're introducing the, of course, the first ever women's featherweight title. This is something that we have been talking about. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, basically they announced for women to be involved. So there's going to be the Women's Featherweight Championship is be- is currently now being designed. Now, ever since MLW first appeared, when it caught my eye, uh, they haven't had any women. Now, the first few women they did have was Zeta Zhang and Priscilla Kelly, who we know her as Gigi Dolan. So I was a bit surprised that they're going to have this. And there were more women that came into MLW. Like Stars, the um, sisters, Ashley Vox and Delmi Exo, uh, Willow Nightingale, and a few other more. Oh, yeah, and Holiday. And I can't wait to see where they're going to go with this particular match. And I'm very happy with this title. I can't wait to see. Now, the real question does remain how they're going to present this title. I'm ass- I'm going to assume there could be a tournament for this title, that's my assumption right now. With this, so if there is, can't wait. But the real question does remain: Who will be the first ever? I will not discuss that now, but once it gets closer and closer to it, and I can't wait to see the design for this championship. I mean, MLW has the uh, the world heavyweight title, the tag team titles, the national open title. Now we're getting a women's title, so this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to. I'll learn more about this, and I'll keep everybody apprised to the Tokyo Show Pro event. But right now, I think we're going to end it right here. So I'll see you guys in the next podcast uh, time and same podcast channel. Well, it's going to be on a Monday. Today's a Wednesday. So right now, I'm just going to say I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye, Mwah. and have a nice day. Bang!